0: Mic check. I'm back after like a month or so. I didn't have one two weeks ago. And one prior to that was, you know, that four-ish hour. (laughs) F with, with jiggles. But I'm back to... Give a bit of info on some stuff that's coming out, some stuff that I've listened to, all that goodness. First off, a um, couple albums that I got recently that I would have talked about last time, didn't get to, were Electric Lettuce and Necronomicon 2, MNE releasing two straight-up bangers, basically on the same day, although I think it was some of them were delayed by few days or whatever, but I got mine like super early, which I was hype about. Electric Lettuce was, was interesting because obviously it's a weed project, and I'm like eh, do I care about weed projects? Generally, no. But goddamn, it was really fucking good. <laughs> I heard uh, consistently more and more people just want Monoxide to do another solo record because he is the one who's standing out a lot. Um, the EP did not overstay its welcome. It is a a good, um, good chunk of tracks at not a long, uh, run time, so you can listen to it a bunch of times in a day. And it was really good. And then you have Necronomicon 2 by Oluzolulu. The first one, I hadn't listened to in quite a while, and, um... Again, do I really care about weed projects much? No. But this one was honestly not really, like, weed-heavy. It was like, yes, they're referencing weed, but not every single line is a Cottonmouth Kings line of I smoke, I smoke, I smoke, get your bongs. And I enjoyed it a lot. MNE kind of knocked those two out of the park. And especially with the fact that Electric Letters was kind of a last-minute um album for for from what I understand. I mean it was announced like what maybe a month and a half before it released. Um I think they did a great job with it. So two out of the the three weed projects that came out that day. What was the third one you asked? It was Cottonmouth Kings 25 to life. Have I heard it? No. Why haven't I heard it? Because it has not been on the streaming service that i use aka youtube music and i have heard nothing but pretty poor reviews from people aside from the huge massive fans of d look and d look alone because it is a look solo project not a cottonmouth kings record i don't care what anybody says <sighs> it's just disappointing it's very disappointing that this is what the legacy of the cottonmouth kings has turned into um, meanwhile, over on the sub noise uh, side, we actually have King click. Finally, an official group, one that's been rumored for what I think it was first mentioned back in like 2004 or something like that. Um, God, who's even in it again? It's, it's, uh, you got Richter, you got, uh, obnoxious. Who's a new, uh, a new signee to Subnoise. I think last year or the year before, um, I can't tell if it's all of head B E or just Jared. Um, isn't mad child in there too. I can't, it's, it's, it's like four or five lyricists. Oh, I think Chucky Chuck is in there too. Like I haven't heard the track, but Hey, it's, it's something that is again, continuing some kind of legacy in some form of fashion. But again, I haven't listened to the Cottonmouth Kings 25 to life record. I probably won't. Um, I'm not shelling out $20 for something that I haven't heard anything of yet, which I've done it before. I did it with that stupid fucking OG demos disc that pissed me off. Um, I, I won't do it again. I tried finding some stuff on YouTube music. Again, the album itself isn't up there. Somebody ripped the whole thing and put it up in one video, but I haven't really like given it the time of day. I haven't cared enough, and that's just how it's going to stay. So be it. Moving on to um, some of the MNE streams that have come about. Um, we did have one right on 420, and it was from Twisted. Um, they had a docu-stream, which was um, two performances, two separate def- two separate performances, rather, um, along with like kind of a sit-down interview that wasn't really an interview. Um, we also had sets by ABK and Blaze, which was really cool. And... The the two concerts, quote unquote, were very distinct because you have the stereotypical you know twisted rap show. But what was cool with that one was they had Blaze come out for some tracks and they had ABK come out for some tracks. They did some Lotus stuff. It was really really cool to hear past the axe, albeit without ICP. But still, um, that was the closest I was ever going to get to uh, to a Lotus show. <laughs> As soon as they had Blaze come out, though, I think they did, what was it, they did Lift Me Up, which that's easily, that's probably my top ten of all Twisted songs. It's one of my favorites from Abominations. And having Blaze come out there, I've seen them perform perform once live with Blaze, and yes, it is a Twisted song, and all that Blaze does is the chorus, but having him on there just amplifies it so much more. So it was cool. But the other half of the show was Twisted strictly doing a rock set. Um, aside from the fact that monoxide looked super weird with the ski mask on um it was really cool and it makes me look forward to the idea of concerts happening again and me seeing a rock centric set from twisted i mean the closest that i got to that was probably warp tour from 2018 is that 2018 yeah Jeez. um but it was it was honestly very very cool and it's also interesting to see uh, Draven be so um, centered with Twisted now, basically being an unofficial official third <laughs> member. Um, but he's fitting in with them very, very well. So the docu-stream, the documentary-type part was, honestly, it left a little bit to be desired, in my opinion. Um, because all we got was a little bit of, okay, this is how they met. But there wasn't really anything more than that. And... I was kind of hoping we'd get maybe some info, you know, this is how things were at psychopathic, things like that. Obviously, stuff everybody wants to hear, but maybe they can't talk about it. Or maybe they decided that that wasn't what the focal point was going to be. And whatever. What I did find interesting was um, I've been checking out a couple of the the smoke sessions that Monoxide's done on Instagram. And I guess somebody had asked him about um, heartbroken and homicidal. 2010 album and he said that the the writing process and everything like the creative process for that album alone could have been one full documentary and he hated those sessions which I mean I just remember hearing about you know the controversy at the gathering where you know they only played like 20 minutes and then left and then they just put the CD on over the speakers and a lot of people were pissed off which is one of the reasons why people I guess, hold a grudge against H&H. But I didn't realize that there were issues stemming from those sessions as uh, entirely. So that makes me want to hear it even more. I love that record. I think that they should be able to talk about what happened there. Because maybe that was a little bit more of the seeds being planted of their eventual uh, departure from Psychopathic. But... On that docu stream, a couple other streams were announced, one of which just took place um, yesterday as of recording. And that was Boondocks performing the Harvest, 15th anniversary of the Harvest. And even though it officially, I don't think comes out, um, I think it was July is when it was finally released, but they performed it in its entirety. And the only things that were missing from it were verses from ICP and from Axe Murder Boys. It was really well done. I honestly really enjoyed it. It looks like they got the same venue. Um, that was also something I should have mentioned. The, the Twisted show was not done at MNE's original location that all of these other live streaming shows have been at, which I assume was just, you know, maybe the warehouse of MNE. Um, that was done at, I think, it the Crowfoot. I don't know if the Boondocks one was done there as well or if they had a different location, but this was a big staged area. Um, which gave it a much better feel. Um, but Boondocks, um, we had a, an opening uh, set by Buckshot, which was dope. He performed, um, he performed. I think some of his verses from some UGA stuff, a lot of his solo stuff. I think he ended the set with probably one of my favorite songs of his in uh, in No Belong. Um, I love that fucking track. But um, but Boondocks performed the entire the entirety of the harvest, which was really cool. Um I need to go back and well I will be listening to that album very shortly actually because um thanks to the buffer that we've had with Juggle of Judgment, that's the next episode that we're recording. Disregard the fact that this is a recording week, we already recorded our episode <laughs> um a day early than we normally would have. So yeah, we're 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 steadily pushing through two thousand six. But um Man, I I forgot how much I really enjoyed the Harvest. Like early Boondocks is still really good, and yet, you know, I mentioned last th- last year that uh, Crimson Crow was probably tied for his for his best, if not toppled his best, in my opinion. But after the the set for the Harvest ended, of which we also had Twisted and Blaze doing their parts for Red Mist, which was really cool. Um, it said intermission. I was very surprised. I thought they were just going to just straight up do that and it'd be the end of it because the show would have ended around, what, just after 9 o'clock, I think. It started at 8. And um, and then there must have been a change in, in, you know, attire and everything, and he performed some stuff from his newest album, and then Buckshot came out, and they performed some UGA stuff. It was really, really cool. Um, I think it was well worth the... The, the price of admission. Um, which is as soon as this comes out, this episode comes out, I think there's still like this like today Sunday that you can watch it if you haven't, um, you know, you can buy a ticket and whatever to watch it online. Um and they did have merch for it, which is cool. I I ordered some some merch, and by some merch I mean a shirt. <laughs> um But not only was the Boondock stream announced at the same time as the Twisted docu-stream, but so was one for Alazul the Dead by Bong uh, show, which will be on July 4th. That's a Friday. And as soon as this was announced, I said, they are going to have a forever face for this. For those that don't know, obviously, Alazul wear these forever face masks. They are kind of along the lines of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but... They've made so many different ones, but anytime they make new ones, they fucking go quick. I'm talking most of the time they only release like maybe a hundred of them or so, probably less than that. But they fucking go, man. Um, they've made some like I think every album that they've done, they've had a Forever Face bundle. I don't think they have one. For, they didn't have one for Necronomicon um, for the second one, rather. But anytime they pop up, they fucking go really quick. And I nearly bought one a couple months ago. Um, they had this uh, the eight bit, which was a blue with purple highlights one, and I just thought it looked so cool. And I was gonna pull the trigger, and the day I was going to, they were already sold out. And they had only been up for like two days. Um, now, for those who don't know, I want to—I should keep this secret so y'all will not pay attention. But I'm going to tell you they stream video games. I think uh, every Tuesday evening, and. It seems like every Tuesday evening they put new merch up on their site and they tend to put up Forever Faces as well. Typically like a a limited release of something. Um, Robbie and I were, were steady keeping an eye out for that and at one point they just had new shirts up and then sure as shit they had a new Forever Face up. It was a variant of a Jason mask and they were gone in less than an hour and they were 90 bucks. But anyways, when these two shows, the Boondocks and the Alazola ones, were announced, I think the tickets went on sale either the next day or within a couple of days. Might have been that Monday or whatever. I said, I'm going to hurry up and keep checking and keep checking. And sure as shit, one of them uh, tickets popped up, and there were Forever Face bundles. And I finally secured one. I finally ordered a goddamn Forever Face, and it's a green one. Obviously dead by bong. But it wasn't so egregious to be oh, this is a weed mask or anything like that. It literally is just green with some black in it, and I think it looks cool as hell. Um, What bums me out is it's not going to ship until July. Fucking July. It's a bummer. i got to wait that long for a Forever Face mask. But I look forward to that. I'm very, very excited. And hopefully me having that one and it being a desirable color means that I won't need to buy any other ones. <laughs> but I look forward to that. Um, I really liked the last um, stream that Alazolu did back in February. Um, it was I thought that they have really good stage persons. I've seen them in concert once um, back in 2018 um, during Fright Fest, and I thought they were great back then. The last one, the last streaming show that they did was really cool because they had super famous Fun Time guys. Unfortunately, they're not going to be doing a set for this one but we'll see there was some speculation by um, Robbie that this might be not necessarily a concert per se but kind of a show similar to like that Wizard of the Hood um, gathering performance so we'll have to keep the eyes out on that but regardless I look forward to it I think it's going to be a very I think it's going to be a cool show So now that those are out of the way, I can mention some records that are going to be coming out, some stuff that's already up for pre-order. As of what will be today, when this comes out, uh, Loki should have his new record, uh, I believe it's called Metanoia, out, which is a new metal record. New metal's been slowly coming back over the last probably two, three years or so. Like 2020 had quite a bit of it. Um, But he released a single called Fade two weeks ago. And or was it just one week. Ago? I don't know. It was it was it was in May he released it, and holy shit, it's good. It was itching that like, it was scratching that alternative itch that I will have forever. And announcing the fact that the new record was coming out, you know, right after is super fucking cool. So I don't know if that's going to be available to. He said that we're going to be physical copies to purchase on his site don't know if those are going to be up right then and there like if those are already pressed or if this is kind of a pre-order kind of like eyes of parasuva was but regardless um that should be up so go ahead and check that out next thing we have um is from magic ninja esn east side ninjas the official release date for that is on June 4th, which I had predicted, uh, I was thinking we were going to get a June release. I didn't think that we were going to get it pushed much later because we're still waiting for um, unlikely prescription, which seems to just unfortunately keep getting pushed back. Um, I think that Monoxide said, like, it is coming out this year, but unfortunately we went from, you know, it was supposed to be fourth quarter last year, then it was going to be first quarter this year, then they said spring. Now it sounds like late summer. I'm thinking no later than August, and I hope that that's the case. I th- I'd love it if it was July, um, but if they wait a little bit longer, I'll feel a little bit better about it being held off because um, that at least lets me digest some of these other releases that are coming out around this time. So ESN, coming out, 6.4. Um Pre order bundles weren't that big. I, I really thought they were gonna go a little bit bigger on them. I think there was just the um I think it's just the album. Um a cassette version of which like one of every three here, every four, or every five is an alternate color of it. Um I think there was one with a shirt and I think the other one was with a jersey. Um but nothing too extravagant, so there's just me who's going to be only getting the CD version because I don't need the other stuff, and that's fine. Um, another thing that's going to be coming out, and it'll be the week after that, is this thing uh, called Cabal. Not sure what that is. Um, may may have to do a little bit more digging on it. Not sure what it's all about. I'll probably have more info on that um, probably by the next episode. So, I don't know. Cabal, it's... it's just seems like something to to keep an eye out for. Uh, a week after that um, is Oh the Horror with their second album on Welcome to the Underground. Um, I believe it's called 1692. I think is what it is. I'm probably wrong. Um, they, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but they have been killing it on TikTok recently. That's not even like an exaggeration. They're they've been doing a lot of covers on TikTok. And it's crazy what they can do in the span of one minute and just make me really want a full cover album, which it sounds like they might be doing. Um, I totally commented on one of theirs asking, like, you know, are we going to get a cover album in the future? And they just said, shush, with a winky face. And I want, I want that so bad. So please the horror after this release after 1692 please give me the cover album that i'm dying for because they're they're nailing it they're nailing the sound it's not as like heavy stuff that we've gotten from the first album which is admittedly one that i barely barely touched um this is more leaning along the lines of uh, i guess heavier pop punk is what i want to say um I guess like a lighter metal core, (laughs) whatever the in-between is for that, like, but, but it's working, it's working for them. And I think that this is going to resonate with fans of MNE a little bit more than what the original record did. Again, I didn't mind the original one so much, but it was one of those few where I was like, it feels longer than it is. And that's very, very difficult for me to want to go back and revisit um, with the exception of the track from the the features Blaze, which I think is great, um, there's not much else on there that I really like would go back to. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. This comes out uh, two weeks after ESN. ESN I probably will have gotten multiple listens of um, to where I'm I'm more willing to listen to something else. So we'll uh, we'll find out. And the only other thing that I really wanted to note um, that is. Upper pre-order is over at Subnoise. And I don't talk about Subnoise too much um, with the exception of Cottonmouth Kings, but the biggest reason I am is because of this thing called Instant Gratification and that is the coolest shit ever. Head P.E. is releasing a new uh, EP I think it's in July, I believe it's called Sandmine Head P.E. has never done just a release that's an EP which I think is very interesting. But the coolest thing um, about this release is there are, again, these instant gratification bundles. And for, I think it's $65 before shipping, you get two shirts, a hat, um, the album, a deck of playing cards, and I feel like there's a sticker in there too. I don't know for sure. But definitely those things I mentioned. The coolest thing about this is you place this order and you get the shirts and the hat Now they will ship them now and then they ship the cards and the album a week before the album drops. So you still should get it early. More of these online labels need to pay attention to this because that's the coolest thing. I can't tell you how many times I have ordered something and then had it delayed because I put it with something that was pre-ordered. Um, I think, no joke, I think early on, Magic Ninja had, if I pre-ordered an album, but I ordered some other stuff with it, that stuff got to me first, and then they shipped the CD second, after the fact. I understand why they don't, but the fact that there's another label who is doing this means that everybody who doesn't really needs to step up their game. It really sucks whenever you want to purchase something and you don't want to make a second purchase because then that's more shipping you got to pay and i understand it but i'm going to be completely honest with how much they jack up the prices on some of this merchandise and you can't tell me that they don't um they can spare the extra six dollars on the shipping I, i don't i don't feel bad about it so plain and simple that is honestly the majority of what I want to talk about. Um, but I do want to take a moment to thank um, a couple of people who have helped me acquire some records that I've been trying to find for ages. Um, and the main people are uh, Blade and uh, and Chris. Y'all know who you are. Um, thanks to them, I have finally secured some of the really hard-to-find shit for my psychopathic collection that I have been trying to get for a very long time. Um, I recently got the re release of the Intelligence and Violence CD that was given out at the ICP um, seminar, I think in the 2017 gathering, uh, and also um, Project Born. The Born Dead EP. Not the original Psychopathic one, but the re-release from 2001, I think is what it was. Um, Those were from Chris. And um, Blade somehow found me a copy. This is the fucking insane one. Found me a copy of V Sinister's Hunting Season. Um, For those who don't know, V Sinister was an artist who won a contest from Psychopathic. And in 2003 released the Hunting Season EP. And after that, due to poor sales, he was dropped. Um, I haven't listened to any of these yet. I will eventually, but the reason I'm bringing these up is because I want to know. I'm asking, I'm asking listeners right now, and I really want your input on them. Um, the end of this year, our lit- our literal last episode of 2021 will be the end of 2007 in our timeline of what we're covering. Which means theoretically, we would literally start 2022 with Psychopathics' first release of 2008. However, what I want to know is, I have seven albums now in my possession that were not covered during the time that they would have come out. Um. In in the time that we've been doing Juggalo Judgment, um, I can literally I can list them off right now um, in order. Is Violent JD Lyricals, Intelligence and Violence, Inner City Posse's Basement Cuts, Inner City Posse's Dog Beats, Project Born, Born Dead, Golden Goldies, Give Me Them Fucking Nuggets, Bitch, Misery Patter Laila. Yes, I know I've already had that and I said that we were going to cover the Anniversary Edition. Just bear with me. Um, and V Sinister Hunting Season. That is seven records that I now have. And my goal with this show was to try and cover damn near everything. So. My question to anybody who consistently listens to our show and enjoys what we do is, are you interested in us pausing on the timeline that we're at after, after this year is done? Going back, covering these projects, and then picking back up where we left off, recurring back in 2008. Um, some of these I have never listened to. Um, I listened to patellala once a very long time ago and that was before the re-release which I personally think is better and we'll still cover that in the future um, but I have not listened to any of the other stuff and maybe I'll get there beforehand but um, if you are interested in hearing us go over those albums please let us know let us know on social media you know send us a tweet send us you know comment on the Facebook or, or you know send send a comment on Instagram or anything or DM us on Instagram or send us a fucking email, any of those ways, let us know. Um, if we have people who are very interested in it, then we'll definitely cover them. If not, then we'll just carry on like we have been. And, um, that's just how we'll go from, from there. Um, but again, let us know because there's no point in us doing them if nobody's really interested in checking them out. Um, especially after the massively successful um, month of April (laughs) that we had. (laughs) We went from having our our literal most downloaded month in March at just shy of 3,000 downloads to getting about a quarter of that the following month, (laughs) which is a bit of a bummer. But, I mean, hey, that's life. We deal with it. Um. Other than that, I, I honestly think that's about it. I didn't really have anything else that I needed to go over. Um, so thanks, as always, for checking out Juggle of Judgment. Thank you, as always, for checking out Mic Check. Um, it is always greatly appreciated. Um, keep an eye out for um, for, for new news. Um, as soon as I stop being lazy about it, I am going to look into how to set up a Patreon. Okay? Now, I think I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. Patreon is is only for those who would like to support us monetarily. As it stands, there will not be anything that is hidden behind a paywall. That That is not the intent. There is not going to be anything of you know, you have to, um, you, you have to pay us money to, you know, unlock a specific episode or something. I think, I think the idea was maybe like all patrons, you know, maybe we can have like a section in the, um, uh, where, you know, we have like credits, like a thank you. Um, and we list the patrons, um, on the episodes. And, um, (laughs) I think there was talk about maybe having just like a, a secure server and maybe you can listen in on the um on the recording sessions if you wanted to (laughs) i don't know shmeev you'll probably let me know and tell me that that's a terrible idea and and whatnot i don't fucking know (laughs) but we'll get there when we get there we will obviously let you know and again it is not going to be something that is not generally accessible to anybody else um and again, it would only be for those of you, if you, who, if you are able to do so, then by all means. Um, and with that, um, I think that's it. So again, as always, please um, hit us up on the social media as Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Juggalo Judgment, um, on all those, send us an email, Judgment at gmail.com. Um, if you want to hit me up personally, my Twitter is at Spawn the S-E-J, or you can hit me up on Instagram at Straight at Juggalo, um, and you can hit up Schmeev at, at Schmeev on Twitter. And, um, also keep an eye out because now that Mass Effect Legendary Edition has released, I am going to probably be playing that a lot now, um... I'm trying to stream again. Um, it took me it took me like over an hour to figure out how to properly do it last night and it still sucks. I'm really bad at it, but hey, Mass Effect is one of the most important game franchises that I've ever played in my life and I'm so excited that it's out again. So I am playing that um, on Twitch. Um Twitch uh twitch.tv/x the original sejx. So keep an eye out there. I'm typically streaming at night. Um, I think I generally, we're starting around like 10 o'clock or so. So just keep an eye out, follow me on there. So you'll know, you know, if you get notifications, whenever that happens. So, um, that's about it. So again, thank you very much for checking it out. Uh, Stay safe, everybody. Peace out.